Now we return you to the test card and some music. to the pilot take 121 a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present he is jed shepherd and that guy over there behind the monster mallow halloween mix which we're still rocking <laughs> is mr rob jelly the third rob jelly the under twa how are you today mr rob jelly the third i'm very well thank you very much jed shepherd the first Good. very well indeed uh, only discussing the third part of my um, name uh, with someone the other day. No one notices. I changed it on Twitter about a year ago when we did it on the podcast for the first time. And the first person to notice, in fairness, was my other half. You'd think you'd she, notice. It did take her a few months. <laughs> but then she's not a big social media. She doesn't really go on Twitter that much anyway. She's probably thinking, oh, maybe that is his name. Maybe. <laughs> so I, I left it there and left it there and left it there. And then someone else pulled me up on it not too long ago. And then... And then, yeah, then for some reason it came up the other day about how... I was talking about, like, family names you've been passed on, like, from right. parents and things. And my favourite... My story I bore everyone with is how I would have been the ninth James. That's right, yeah. Um, and so that's... And then the people go, hang on, you've got Rob Jelly third on your Twitter. Is there three Rob... J-? I was like, I'll tell you that story another time. <laughs> and I just leave it there like, as a, like, like, a, like a lingering sort of tease, like a carrot standing. Yeah. It's always best to be a bit mysterious yeah. as well. I'm like, who are the other two Rob Jellies? I know. Can't talk about number two. <laughs> <laughs> Legal reasons. Uh, what are you up to, buddy? You good? Yeah, just um, I'm putting Multiplex into a bunch of festivals. They're just doing that. So people will get to We're see gonna get it. We're going to get to see it soon, yeah. folks. <laughs> Eventually. Not even I've got to see it. And I'm pals <laughs> with him. Well, so because it was made in uh, Pack and Plex in South mm-hmm. London, I'll probably have a screen there before Christmas, I think. So I'll invite you to that. Oh, very um, kind of you. And then I'll do all the festivals in 2020. Um, and then this other short that I produce will be out around the same time. And, uh, yeah, excited. Actually, tomorrow I'm going on this... Well, they told me it was a TV show, but I think it's like a web TV show. Right, okay. At the National Film and Television School. Um, they're basically setting up a TV show type thing. It might be like the end-of-year project. And National Film and Television School is very prestigious. Lots of amazing people have come out there. Yeah, a lot of these people go on to actually make the professional yeah. stuff that we then end up watching on the TV. And Exactly. And I've watched a ton of like films and short films with NFTS in the credits. Like, they've made it, basically. So um, my reason... they want to, And it's actually not about films. They want to interview me about tapes, which is interesting. I'll try and get films in there as oh, well. on the tape front. Yeah, can yeah. I show you something I spotted the other day? I thought of you immediately. Obviously, you are my go-to man when it comes yeah, to tapes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was um, just tidying up stuff at work, and I, I found that someone had obviously decided they were talking about this on the, on the radio, yeah. but they'd taken that article out of the sun, and they've I like the way they credited Coldplay as being the saviour of cassettes. And do, you know what, do you know what I did? At 3am, when yeah. I walked in and saw that on the side, because yeah. it was in the way of where I was going to put my... Like, my, my water bottle and my lunch and things, yeah. I just shouted at the paper. I went, No, they didn't! It's me. <laughs> and then realised I was on my own, in the dark, just shouting at a page from the Sun newspaper. Oh, it's, it is really funny. Like, they, people just think about the big, massive bands that have all of a sudden jumped on the bandwagon, yeah. like, like Coldplay. Though, I mean... Of course they're going to help. Of course, I mean, yeah. let's not take anything away from it. When a band like that gets on board with something like that, mm. it helps massively. Yeah, it does. But there have been, like, tons and tons and tons and tons of bands that have done it before Coldplay. Um, and, like, I'm doing one for a big band, uh, probably on equal size as Coldplay soon. So, yeah, I guess it's, it's all good anyway. I'm not, I'm not one of those people that, like... Ride the, like ride, the ride the wave. Yeah, don't it worry is about fine. it. I don't. I don't mind who takes credit for it. Really, even though everyone knows it is me. Um, <laughs> but no, no. So yeah. So I want to go and talk about tapes, but also I'm going to check out because they have like good studio setups there. So they have like, a green screen studio that I want to persuade them to let me use for free. So that's my incentive <laughs> to go there. Yeah. And they said they're going to feed me Monster as well. Mallows. Yeah. <laughs> there'll be a done deal. Exactly. Uh, that's uh, cool. So yeah, that's my plan. How have you been? Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, I what am I about to at the moment? Um, Training, yeah, trying to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, the, my only thing at the moment really going on well. So I, oh, I don't know if I can say this. I'm trying to work out when this episode goes out. Um, just trying to do the maths in my head quickly. I think I'm safe enough to tell you that I've signed okay. up to a um, a charity event, okay. which involves me dancing. Oh no! With Rob. a professional, Rob. <laughs> what? 
Okay, what? I'll leave it there at this point, and it, I, I, I would no, I'll check that I can actually say any more about it. A professional and, what dancer? Yeah, right. Okay, and and who it's for, and all that sort of stuff. All right, it's not it's not strictly. Let's just put, let's get out of okay. it. I'm not going to be on Dancing on Ice or Strictly Come Dancing what on kind the BBC. Of dancing? Well, again, I'll re- let me check. I've only just thought that this is the one thing I've got going on at the moment. Right, okay. right now, I'm in the process of signing the paperwork to, you know, make it all official and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I think by the time this goes out and people hear this, I should be about ready to announce what it is. Okay. But I don't want to do it in case... Children it's... need? No. Okay. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, but that's that's kind of like the thing at the moment. I'm sort of in sort of off season of football training. So I'm just kind of keeping fit and healthy as best I can getting ready to go out to, to Florida for mm-hmm. the Super Bowl in the new year, yeah, yeah. but also looking forward to this dancing based event that yeah. I'm signed up for now, officially signed up for it's, as well. That's my worst nightmare. Like what? professionally dancing in front of people. Like, really? I, I can't imagine anything worse. <laughs> Everyone looking at me Julie and me noted, having to dance. Just noting that down now, Jed Shepard signing him up for a dance off. Especially when you have a professional next to you making you look bad. If it was you by yourself doing a funny, weird, weird solo dance, fair enough, everyone can have a laugh. But when you've got a professional there next to you doing they're it supposed, properly... Yeah, but they're supposed to make you look good. That's the point. I don't know. What's I've watched place? a few episodes of Strictly and what's, people come off looking bad. What's, yeah, but that's because they're not very good. I'm, oh, hoping, I'm hoping I'll have a modicum of, of talent. It doesn't take a lot for you to dance. You, you just... I love the, I love your lack of confidence. I'm going to make sure you've got a front row seat for this. I'm going to, I'm going to do it just to I prove know. you I'm, wrong. I'm confident that you'll be able to do it. Like, it's my nightmare. Okay. <laughs> I'll make sure I build in a little duet with Jed. Oh, no. that we both do. No. <laughs> I wouldn't want to show you up. Uh, oh, 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 fighting talk. Uh, but of course, we are not here to talk dancing or anything else. Whilst these are the antics we're getting up to. Uh, and of course, you can follow our antics on Twitter and things. We'll give you the details at the end of the episode. Yeah. But welcome to the 121st episode of the Pilot mm-hmm. Podcast. Time for us to review another two television pilots. Yes. Uh, they could be from yesteryear. They could be brand new shows. What are they? Well, you've seen the title of the podcast already, so <laughs> let's tell, let's break it down and see who picked what. So, Jed Shepard, you are first this week. Which one was yours? That's right. And this week, I am doing something that specifically ties in to this podcast. And I'll tell you why in just a second. What? We are doing the 1980s version of Dear John. Dear John is perfect and I'll tell you why it's perfect okay because it's got the title of the show in it yep. of course tick and it gives you the entire backstory of how we got to the point we're at now where we see him so it's um, Dear John by the time you read this line or letter I'll be gone yeah so and Dear John letters are the letters that people leave for their partners when they're trying to leave them and divorce them it's called yeah. the Dear John letter and uh, the like main... John Hancock yeah and then, a signature and the lead guy is played by Ralph Bates Ooh, in the British version hang on. yeah what? no yeah no we we discussed this and unfortunately <laughs> Rob's watched the American version uh, which came out 3 years after the, the British version ah oh, we... god damn it but that's fine because they're identical i've watched them both very recently um, i think i watched the american one uh, maybe four weeks ago five right. weeks ago so it's fresh in my mind right, okay. so i know they're identical well okay so as long as they are this then sort of ties back quite a long way really because we did it very early in the, in the podcast yeah uh to the office yes so the did office we make the mistake there as well no no we, we no, did no, the american no, we versus deli- we, yeah. we deliberately made the american against the english and that's what we should have done we should have compared the two we should have yeah but they are we, identical. We've missed a trick. But uh, okay, so well, I've watched the American version, yeah. and you've watched the English version. Yeah. We'll sort of mainly focus it on the English, being that it's the original of the two. Yeah, nineteen eighty six. Eighty six was yeah February nineteen eighty six, just after Valentine's June nineteen eighty nine in America. Okay, um, and I think what drew me straight into it, to be honest with you, I probably didn't even give it a thought that there might be another version. Yeah. was that Judd Hirsch plays John Lacey. Yeah. And Judd is one of those people that you no idea who he is. If yeah, you yeah. if you if you someone showed him a, pic, a picture of him, you wouldn't be able to tell anyone what his name was, right? But 
you see his face and you're like, oh, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. He's been in, like, everything. He's in, like, in all the films, all the TV shows. He's just got... He's just a very, very good actor. Yeah. He kind of looks like like Kramer from Seinfeld a little bit. His kind of facial features. Yes. Yes. Um, but in the... Okay. In the British version, it's played by Ralph Bates. And Ralph Bates is the character actor that's been in a bunch of, um, like, Hammer horror movies. He was in 2001 Space Odyssey. Real good character um, actor. Um, and is they identical? So we can talk about this as if it's the same thing. All right. Um, so, so does the English one have a title sequence as as you see? It's and, identical. And, literally. and then as the episode opens, do you get the narrator say filmed in front of a live studio audience? No, that's the American thing. Though, right. so. <laughs> that's fine. Okay. I thought I'd throw that in there because it was immediately the first thing I noticed. And yeah. We've not had a show yet. Yeah. Until now. Yeah. That has had that deliberate i mean when you actually think about it episode one of the pilot the pilot of the pilot podcast yeah we did friends versus lost versus lost friends is one of those shows that's been recorded in front of a live studio audience but they never announce it yeah and perhaps that's because by the time it came around for them doing that they didn't really ever need to because it was such a sort of usual thing people know late 80s early 90s that happened a lot cosby show roseanne all, yeah. all of them have that there and um yeah you basically in the backstory which is included within the theme song and the lyrics you find out he's been left by his wife uh she's left him a letter mm-hmm. um essentially what's happened is she has ditched john for one of his best mates mm. um and in the british one it's a rugby Rubbish. playing best mate right and um he is obviously a, a little bit peeved with that and he has not only got to still pay the mortgage and obviously that's a little bit unfair that he has to still pay the bills. But because he, his best mate has now moved into his house. Yeah, liberties. Absolute liberties. Um, but no, so he has to pay for that, but he also has to find somewhere for him to live himself. So you see him move into quite a pokey little kind of one-room apartment in this uh, building with... Um, and his landlady is this Eastern European kind of brash lady who just hates him. <laughs> <laughs> who hates him, who keeps calling him a nutter and a nutcase and you should be locked up and stuff like that. So, so you don't meet the landlord or landlady in the American version. Oh, you don't. She he's, comes in. It's his friends who are a couple who help him sort of take stuff in. Yeah. And they're yeah. having sort of a bit of a discussion between them. Okay. About him, even though he's in earshot. I can't remember um, that bit. Yeah, but it's very similar. Like the, yeah, the yeah. whole thing of him moving into his pokey little apartment. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the, you know, he's got to afford that as well as, so he's not going to get anything, you know, luxurious. Yeah. And life, life is not looking very good. He's obviously a very, I think he was generally a depressed guy anyway. And mm. now he's got reason to be depressed. So he's even doubly so depressed. This, this is sort of, this whole, this whole suggestion of Dear John comes from the fact we only did Reginald Perrin a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it's very much them same mannerisms, those same characteristics yeah. <laughs> of that sort of downtrodden in life. Dry, hard, sarcastic. Hard life it's been. And, yeah. you know, it just woe is me for life is hard yeah. but I still you know stiff up a lip and all that and carry exactly. on exactly and you, you get a glimpse of what, how he, he kind of aims because he's, he's hopeful he's hopeful for the future he does want to meet someone else to kind of get his mind off it mm-hmm. so um, he answers he sees an advert in the newspaper and you get this in the opening credits for the one to one club which is a singles club and it is essentially where divorced or people just looking for love go to talk about it, to get over their past, and to potentially find someone new within that group. Yep. Now, the reason why it ties into this is it's one-to-one club. This is one two, episode 121 of the pilot. Like oh, What? <laughs> yeah. I did not even see that as part of the I thing. Sometimes it, fate just works out funny like that. So, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, almost every time it works out on this podcast is a complete <laughs> fluke. Complete and utter fluke. So um, he goes to the one-to-one club and any scene set at the actual one-to-one club is is hilarious to me. And I know for a fact this same thing happens in the American version because I was watching it quite closely for, for differences and it's the same. So he turns up at this club and it's in like a community centre with multiple rooms. It kind of looks like a school. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a school. like a. It does, like a school hall, like in different rooms and stuff. It probably is a school in real life. Mm. And um, he gets to like the re- registration desk at the front and uh, the person looks up at him and goes, yeah, you need, you need to go to the room, t- uh, turn right down the hall. So he, so he goes there, he sits down, he looks at the people around him, they look a bit troubled. And he's like introduced himself to everyone and he get, kind of gets a bit matey with the guy next to him. And then they start the um, they start the group, and uh, the first person gets up in the group and says, "Hello, my name is blah blah blah, uh, and I'm an alcoholic." And then, 
and the audience reaction because it, I didn't see I didn't see that coming like no, first time I watched it. No, likewise. And like the audience reaction is genuine. Like, oh my god, because like it's actually really really funny. And he's, he's looking around. Like, oh. and, and in fairness, it's, it's a very clever bit of writing yeah. because it shouldn't be a funny situation that you know an audience bursts out laughing at someone having said that because you know it, for anyone who's ever gone through it it's an incredibly tough thing for them to do yeah. to admit it out loud even if it is to strangers um so you know it's it's a very delicate moment in life to be act- actually making a joke out of <laughs> yeah. but I, I i don't know how ralph does it because again i haven't watched that one but judd yeah. i mean just nails the reaction he sits there and it and it's like a there's the, it's the delay. Yeah. It's the moment or, or it's like the second and a half to two seconds of him sitting there having heard what's happened <laughs> yeah. and audience has reacted before he does yeah. as if to say, hang on, what? <laughs> and you, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, no, no, I'm in the wrong place. I'm in the wrong place. Sorry, mate. Stop, 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 stop there, mate. Um, I'm in the wrong place. We're all in the wrong place. Yeah, That's yeah. the point. That's why we're here, John. Right? So. I love it. And like the fact that we already know that he's had a lot of bad luck and it's just, just like <laughs> compounding it right on top. Cherry on top of the cake. Yeah. Can I ask about the guy he meets when he first walks in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is he quite a character, quite sort of effervescent? Bit in of the Alcoholics Anonymous place. Or when oh, he finally sorry, gets no, the, when he, when he gets yeah, another yeah. glass. Well, we'll talk about that in just a sorry, second. Sorry, I've jumped to yeah, glass. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he, he kind of like works his way out of the classy um, and he goes, he finds the right class, which is kind of like opposite. And he goes in there and he looks around and he sees a very like outgoing guy who's going from person to person introducing himself. And in the... What's uh, he called? Because he's called Kirk in the American one. Yeah, and he's called uh, Kirk St. Moritz. In the, oh, he's called Kirk in that as well. Yeah. All right, good. And Kirk St. Moritz is genuinely one of the best characters written for television I, I've ever seen. Um, in the British version, he's played by a guy called Peter Blake, who is known before Dear John, and I because I, I was obsessed with him like in the last couple of months, so I went on a, on a YouTube search to see what he did before and after Dear John. He didn't do that much, but he did like a, a Coca-Cola advert before Dear John right. where he played an Elvis impersonator. So you can see why he got <laughs> well, the job. Of course he did. Yeah. Um, so Kirk St. Moritz, he... That is actually the perfect summary of the character he plays. <laughs> yeah. Kirk is uh, is essentially an Elvis impersonator. Basically is. Without the look of Elvis. Yeah. Uh, that's perfect. It really is. So good. And the reason why he is my favorite character is because in this first episode, in this pilot episode, he is an annoying, annoying guy. He straight away comes with John and says... Look at all the chicks here. Like we, we can score big stick, here, mate. Stick with me, man. We'll be, we'll, we'll get through this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, exactly. score, we'll score the femmes. Yeah, femme fatales. <laughs> like I'm like, who uses that phrase? Exactly. But the thing is, like, John's kind of into it a little bit. But then the other characters you see there um, in the English version, anyway, there is um, you see Kate, which is played by Belinda Lang from Two Point Four Children. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when she was a bit younger and a bit hotter. Um, and so Kate is a character that. She's kind of when we find out in this episode, she's kind of had had a relationship. She's had quite a few. She's um she's had three failed marriages. Um and you can tell like it's quite a sausage fest in there. And she yeah. is like prey, basically. Yeah. And the other guys are kinda of look at looking at her like, okay, we've we've scored here. We can totally like get with this girl. And um and Kirk St. Morris is definitely trying it, but uh, Kate it. is like, nope, stay away from me. Yeah. So uh, John is in this group, and uh, the first thing that happens is someone sta- um, someone stands up stands and, up and, and says, says, "I am brother, Frank, and I'm, and I'm an alcoholic." alcoholic. <laughs> and it's so because you really don't expect it, even though you've <laughs> you, just seen you, it. You just had the joke once, and you think, "Well, you don't tell a joke twice because that's not funny." Um, it was funnier the second time. It, I loved it. it. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. I even wrote down how the wrong room gag a second time yeah. genuinely made me laugh out loud. Oh, man, it's um, <laughs> And so she, she's about to explain. The lady who hosts the class, oh, uh, she's Louise, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has a fantastic uh, squeaky voice in the American version. Uh, yeah. She says, oh, no, sorry, you dear. You're, you're in the... And before she can even finish the sentence, John jumps up and he goes, no, mate, you're, you're in the wrong room. I was in the next door. I was in the next... You're across the hallway, across yeah. the hallway. So she takes him across and before she leaves, she goes, hang on, it's anyone else in here for the alcoholic? And then half the room stand up Brilliant. and walk out. And I was like, <laughs> it just keeps getting... This joke shouldn't be funny second time, but it actually keeps getting funnier. They mug that joke so much, but it gets funnier But just every enough. Time. Oh, man, it's like, so Because that's the sort of joke you could so easily have done over the top. Yeah. 
And even actually, in the, it, it, um, I think almost in a way, it's quite interesting. I've watched the American version. Yeah. And you know, quite often the Americans can remake something and overdo it. Yeah. And they didn't. They no. it, they just nailed it. It's, I, I think it's brilliant. I mean, the, this whole setup and the, this first episode, I think it's just pure mind, quality. Yeah, bear in mind, we've, we've learned nothing other than John is now single yeah. and decided he would go to this one-to-one meeting to try and you know, deal with the situation that he's now in. Yeah. We, we, we've, not, we've nothing else. We know nothing else about him, his life, or anything. Which, this, and we're already like 10, 12 minutes in. Yeah. And the thing is, this is a great way to get to learn the characters, because these characters have to stand up and, and talk about themselves. Mm. So it's a great way to introduce these, these characters. And, like, because I've watched, of the British version, like all uh, two series... The they all go through a character arc, but Kirk mm. St. Moritz, Moritz's character arc is incredible, incredible. <laughs> the stuff, the stuff that happens. Um, but we can only talk about okay, this one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. trust me, he is amazing. <laughs> this guy is amazing. So um, there's a few things I want to pick up on, yeah. sort of script wise, story wise, that to, to sort of trundle through the episode. And the whole episode is is based in this meeting. Yeah, and ends. Um, just sort of speed forward for a moment, no spoilers as such, with them having a discussion outside the room. They're, they're about five minutes from the end of the session at nine o'clock. Yep. And there's a little old lady sat at the back who's not said a word. And they've gone around the group and spoken to everyone else. And just as that, that Louise, the, the class sort of host, is about to wrap things up and say, look, we're gonna, we'll stop it here. We'll, we'll come back to this next week. It's fine. She stands up and declares something along the line. And I can't even remember exactly what she says, but she says something that one of the most outrageous combinations yeah. of things... Like my husband, oh, my husband used to dress up as a gladiator, and I used and used to ride me like a chariot. Yeah, I, and and I was honestly in. I had to stop watching because I was going to miss something. I was in bits. It's great. And like Louise, I was like, well, I now need to listen to the rest of this yeah, yeah. story. See, Louise is such Louise, the person who's running the, the group. She's so, her her comedic time is so funny, and her expressions yeah. are just really good. I think they got that same actress to play her in the American version. Jane as well. Carr. Uh, yeah, I think I think she oh, plays. Saying, a, okay. I think so. so. She was fantastic. Jane was fantastic in the American version, yeah. playing Louise Mercer. Uh, but anyway, so the, the, this lady obviously going on to regale the story of why she's now in the one-to-one meeting. Yeah, um, and it's like gone eleven o'clock at night now. They've been there for two extra hours yeah. chatting away. Anyway, they leave. John and and Kate leave the room uh, first, and they sort of have a brief discussion about you know whether they're going to come back next week. What did you so because you're watching fresh eyes? Yeah. What was your first impressions? Of the John and Kate dynamic? Well, I mean, they were just both in the same situation at the same time. Until Mm -hmm. the very last conversation out in the hallway. Yeah. It's only at that point. But then there's also the the fact that you only get a very brief sort of look into John's situation. He gives you the details of, um, you know... We met a guy, we helped him out, took him in, become a best mate. We've been together for a year, for years and now he's run off with my wife. Yeah. And now I've been kicked out of my own home. So you get the, the backstory in a sort of nutshell, synopsis, sort of sized chunk from John. You then go around the class, you get a bit of, a little bit of Kirk, but he gets cut off because his story is ridiculous. You hear, <laughs> hear Kate's story and she starts to get into the story a little bit. And Louise has this thing where she keeps going, were there any... Sexual problems. I love uh, it. I absolutely which, love which, it. Which I've tried so hard there to get that. I mean, that's about as good as an impression of it. That's pretty good. I'll, I'll try and do it again. Hang on. She, this, and I'll try and do it in exactly do it, do the it. voice that she do does it. it. She goes, so she goes, were there any sexual problems? And it's the pause and the look at the, yeah. the eyes do a little lift right look as yeah. if to say, there's no children listening, are there? Yeah. Sexual problems. But also, that kind and of she becomes. Asks that of everyone. Yeah. And not through, and just this episode, every I, episode, I, she's obsessed. I am admitted. I, I am admitting straight away that I was like, that is definitely a seed that's going to be planted. <laughs> yes. Sorry, there's no pun intended there. Um, throughout the rest of the show, yeah. as the episodes go on. Yeah. So anyway, Kate's Kate gets that question. She's like, oh no no no, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm not talking about it. And then they move on to Ralph. Who's another member of the group? Um, he's yeah. got he's got some issues, more underlying issues, and and John almost suddenly turns into a counselor. Yeah, for a brief moment. So 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 Ralph in the American version, mm. surprisingly, is cool. It looks cooler than the Ralph in the British version. The Ralph in the British version looks like. Do you remember like the broom cupboard on the BBC? Vaguely, it was like um, 
like in the nineties, it was like Andy Peter and Andy Andy Crane, yeah, with like Ed the Duck and all those, and Gordon the Gopher and all those people. Um, there was a character called the Nerd, where he would right. where he would pop up and go, "I know," to like everything. Like, that's Ralph. That's Ralph. Yeah, and he speaks like that as well. Um, and he has a very specific hobby or very lots of very specific hobbies but he also rides a motorbike which is yeah um kind of against the grain yeah against the grain but he is basically a mess of a man so all of these people in this it's a wonderful dynamic of people actually i I don't i didn't notice the john cake thing until the very last conversation as i previously said yeah because actually you've got louise who blatantly has stories to tell she's got tons and you blatantly (laughs) need to know more about her john's obviously your 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 intro point he is who yep. you're following you're following john show's called dear john that's the clues in the name i guess but also because he's the new guy to the group yeah like he he feels like the first timer mm-hmm. the others feel like they're coming back again yeah they all uh, know each other they're sick of each other yeah they're, yeah exactly and they're, but they're all sharing with these people that they're slowly becoming more and more familiar with yeah um and then this old lady kicks in as well and then that's when the two hours fly by and then end up in the hallway and john and kate end up sort of exchanging sort of a chit bit but bit like you know like chit chat yeah um but only to really kind of get to the end of the conversation and say, so, you know, see you next week. And you're like, yeah, I'll see you next week. And there's a little moment. It's not even something said, really. It's yeah. more shared in the eyes and in the in the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, which is achieved brilliantly between Judd and uh, Isabella Hoffman, who plays mm-hmm. um, Kate in the American one. Yeah. Um, and I assume the same sort of thing oh, yeah, achieved in the English. It's great. And Belinda Lang is like such a great TV, British TV actress she has the ability to she's like a pretty lady she's also her sense of humor and her uh, line delivery is just perfect because it's it's always so to the point and cutting and you can see how she's put up a defense around herself because mm. men have treated her like crap so she has no intention of like no. letting them in easily yeah so and you've got someone like kirk saying where it's like on her case the whole time <laughs> yeah. you can see her defense is way up but then with John, you can see the, the first kind of signs of her letting down her guard a little bit. And also it makes you think, maybe them, maybe them two are going to get together. And it's the whole like Mulder Scully thing. Like yeah. you're watching to see them get together. And the second they get together, you know, it's not going to be as interesting anymore. So <laughs> you need to hang up. You need to just plant a seed. And then, Don't put that in episode two. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are 90 episodes of the US one wow. over four seasons. Four seasons. Oh my God. Do you but, know what? I need to watch them do that all. math, mate. Yeah. 90 episodes over four seasons. So it's like 22, That's 22 20, a, yeah. a season, which is incredible. Wow. Now, I found episode one, which is called Pilot, admittedly, yeah. uh, the American one, on YouTube. So it's easier for people to find and watch it's as well. Really, it's a really popular show in the UK. It was really popular in America as I'm well. Really, I'm gutted I haven't watched the UK version. because You need I, to go back and watch it. Well, mate. I will it do. I, I absolutely will yeah. do. And um, spoiler alert, I will be watching episode two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just saying. So we'll give it a score and run through the commandments at the end yeah. uh, after we've uh, had a chat about the other show this week, yeah. um, which is very different. <laughs> On the surface, it is very, very different. But there is a, a subtle connection in, in between the two. So from Dear John, we move to my suggestion now, which is, and don't judge me until we've talked about it, please, don't tell the bride. I'm I'm quietly confident at times in this podcast, <laughs> yeah. That um, and I'm going to be quietly I'm going to be loudly confident at this part. Okay. In 121 episodes of this pilot podcast, yeah, that is the worst theme tune that yeah. we've heard. It is, and the- I'm even including the ones where they didn't have a theme tune. Yeah, no, that's amateur. That I think what they were trying that to do that was a GCSE music project that got a C. Yeah, one that went wrong. Though. They they. And that's not even the finish, that's the draft version. The MIDI, the MIDI files corrupted and missed out four instruments. So basically, what is that? I think what Sorry, they're trying to Channel do 4. is they were trying to do the let's make a speech type thing where it's like a spoon hitting the side of a glass, yeah. like ding, 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 and they've just done that. But wouldn't you just use that kind of like a ding, 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 a bit like the bake off in a way? You can't have jingle bells for a wedding show. No, but like you can just have like as a start off, you could have the Ding 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 ding, and then boom 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 boom. You're doing Christmas. I know I am. I know, but, but the point is, I you know what you mean. Put, yeah. some, put some like church bells in there. Put some strings. Put yeah. a few bit of angelic chorus in there. I'm, I could whip one of those up in the time it takes us to talk about it. It's basic. It's real basic. So I don't know if it gets any better over the the coming uh, series and seasons of this. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, let's dive into the show. It doesn't don't even set the scene really. It's just. 
Amateur. No, the theme tune doesn't, but I'm really pleased that the start of the show, we're 90 seconds in at this point, yeah. uh, has had a narration introduction. With a montage of like the highlights. Yeah, the highlights yeah. of the episode, deliberately edited together to make you feel like, oh, this is going to be Car Crash yeah. TV. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Pass me the popcorn. Yeah. Um, and of, of course, we're, you know, let's not kid ourselves here. Um, we like to assume that those listening to this podcast that enjoy what we do yep. are aware of little things like clever editing, you know, and that is what this opening montage is very much an example of. Yeah. Uh, so introduction to the couple um, with a little interspersed with clips of the ceremony, uh, all, uh, all the events up to the ceremony. Uh, narrator explains the premise of the show. They both signed a legal document in front of a lawyer to agree that they would do this um, and do it properly um, under the contract for the television program. Yep. Uh, and we're done. We're 90 seconds in. And I'll be honest with you, that's great. Yeah, I've we got, know the I've, got no, I've got no problem with it being spelled out word for word at the start. Did you recognise the voice of the narrator? Uh, no, who was it? Ruth Jones. Ah, okay. Obviously, this is so. This is 2007, uh, this first episode. Prime Ruth so this Jones. Is, this is 12 time. years ago, so this is prior to things like Gavin and Stacey. So when prior she was, to it. I'm pretty sure it is. Right, it's around the same time. Have we done Gavin and Stacey? Yeah, oh, we did it for a Christmas special. That's all we've done. Because it's back for a Christmas special this year. Ah. Maybe we should do the actual first episode. Yeah, okay. Okay, but we'll put yeah, that on the list. That. Um so I, th- I think this is prior to uh, Gavin and Stacey fame. You can anyway. I don't know. We'll Possibly, find out. Yeah. I'll have a look in a minute for you. But um, Ruth Jones is the narrator. Uh, that's a very very good thing because she's got a wonderful voice, yeah. a wonderful way about Perfect her as well. Us, Great yeah. mannerisms and everything. Um, so sign legal form. Uh, they separate for four weeks. Sam and Katie yeah. uh, are a couple. Now They've... about that, I think there was three or four occasions where they were in the same location. Yes. Now. I, so uh, yeah, so there's a there's a small I think loophole in this, right. in that they agreed to be separated right. so that the groom can make all the arrangements for the wedding, right. which is essentially the premise of the show. Yeah. So the premise the show is we have a couple who are going to get married. Mm-hmm. We are going to give them money yeah. to do it twelve thousand pounds, which is you know a lot of money to the average bear. Yeah. But when you're talking about weddings nowadays, that is nothing. Yeah, you know you can spend that on the venue alone. Um, and I think the point is they don't want the bride getting involved in any way, shape or form. What what the organisers and the TV you know, uh, production team have, have realised is yeah. there's going to be a lot of bridezillas, as they're known, yeah. um, getting their paws involved in the organising of the wedding. Yeah. And if you get them, keep them too close to the organisation, they will end up just interfering. So my first question so send is... send them away. Do you think the reason why they agreed to the show is because... The show would give them some money to right. put towards okay. it. They have, they've got I'm, two grand. I'm very pleased you've brought this up. Yeah. Because they have been, I believe, engaged at this point for 15 months. Okay. So they're in the major planning stages of the wedding. Yeah. And they've clearly applied to be on the show and agreed that if they did it, they would get some money. Now, yeah. if you are in planning of a wedding, yeah. Right. And I haven't planned one myself, mm-hmm. but one day eventually I will do. Yeah. 15 months of planning and they have got £2,000 of money which they've been loaned by a parent yeah. to pay for it. See, I where, don't... where is their money? Because, hang on, <laughs> if, you are, if you are getting married, the very first thing you do the day you say, like, you know, assuming that the, the gentleman gets down on the knee, asks, will you marry me? Yes, I will. Wonderful. From that day forth, you pretty much put every penny away yeah. for your big day. Now, bearing in mind, you learn quite quickly, yeah. Katie, it's a little bit high maintenance. Yeah. And I hope, I would say it to her face, and I hope she doesn't mind me saying so. Yeah. She's got very high standards, very high demands of her wedding day. Well, I think this is how... Well, yes, she has. And I think that's the, the, the backstory here was m- most definitely will be she wanted to get married and he being the kind of like patsy sucker, kind of like a general loser guy that he is. Who Bit of a wet flannel. Yeah. Like she wears trousers in the house. Yep. He just does what he's told. He, he probably got scared that she was going to leave him. So he was like, okay, let's get married. Didn't think about the consequences too much. And then they had to plan for it. They've already told us at the start yeah, that he doesn't earn very much. And that's fine. Yeah. And, I, and I understand that. So... There is got surely got to be an expectation between before you even talk about the show. Mm-hmm. Sam and Katie. Sam is clearly not 
in a great way. She's a, is a male nurse. Okay, fine. So we and we we mostly know that most medical staff, nurses and doctors don't get paid anywhere near as much as they probably should do for the yeah. work they actually do, saving lives every day. Um, so it's not on great money. We don't find out what Katie does. Does she do anything with her time? Does she have a job? Because for someone who's demanding so many things, and you and seriously, you get right raving up with her during the episode. Yeah. Um, she is one seriously stroppy move. That's probably why they picked this for the first oh, episode. Yeah. They, I mean, I mean, credit to the TV makers of this show. They have picked an absolute textbook couple yeah. to set the tone for the show. And if this is how they start, I can't wait to see how much better it gets. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Katie like really has like these high demands, high standards for the wedding that she wants, and fair enough, you know, I understand that. I do. But I, then why sign up for this show then? Exactly my point. But the, she can't complain. But here's my other thing. So, so have they signed a contract? And it might be in the contract mm-hmm. that they can only spend the money that they've been given by the television program. That might be the thing. But I would suspect that if that was the case, it would have been introduced as so. Well, they said they get two. They got two. The two grand. No, from... that, yeah, but that was from the parents. Yeah. So they have contributed the total sum of. Hang on, I'll do some maths. Oh, so fuck all yeah. to this wedding. I think you're right. I think they weren't allowed to use their own money, maybe. They've used not a penny of their own money. Hmm. So, okay, let's assume, let's assume that the contract says you're not allowed to spend your own money. If you are gifted some money from an in-law, fine. Yeah. But you have to spend the money we give you, which is the £12,000. Are you happy to do it? Sign here. Yeah, I think, you're, I think you are right. There must be some kind of agreement where they're not allowed to spend any money they've saved, which is kind of weird. But then how rubbish would the show be if they had like another fifteen grand? It would just be easy. He, he would be just like... Well, I don't know. If, I know. I, I actually think almost it would be more interesting no. if they actually still had their own money on top of it as well. Because no. imagine, imagine them blowing tw- twelve grand on a wedding is not a lot of money. Exactly. That's as, the as you, fun of it. As you learn throughout the episode, things like, you know, spoiler, well, I'll leave the very end of the show completely um, untalked about so that you can find out exactly yeah. whether, whether or not he actually nails it mm-hmm. or, or fails it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she's been planning this for, day, for, for a year or more, more, all of her life, basically. She, she wants two dresses. She wants a massive Baroque period, um, uh, you know, building to get married in. Fine. Mm-hmm. These are the things you want. These are the things you want. Absolutely fine. But in, uh, part of me would have been like, right, first thing I'm going to do is phone a load of her venues that I know are looking like I want to invite. Yeah, hello, I want to get married. Yeah, how much is the room? Five grand. Cool. No, wait, that's the, I'm just I'm getting an idea of price. I'm trying to totally up in my head. Thank you very much. I'll phone you back. Thank you. Bang. Hello. I'd like to put a higher place for a wedding. Yeah. On this date. Yeah. Seven grand. OK, thank you very much. I'd get a few prices in my head and be right. Yeah. So the wedding venue is going to be seven grand. Right. How much is my dress? Four grand for a dress. Fine. Cars. A grand. Cake. A thousand pound. Food. Three grand. I'd be like, right. So basically my wedding is going to cost me a minimum of 25 grand. Right. I'm ballparking here. Yeah. I, I, I'm from Channel 4. Uh, I'd like, we pay for your wedding for you, yeah? Um, but you can only do it for 12 grand. And I'd go, well, there's absolutely no chance of that ever happening, is there? <laughs> Thank you very much. That's very kind of a say, but I'm going to leave now because if I have to do my wedding for 12,000 pounds, I'm going to murder you, well, thing my is, husband-to-be, and probably everyone that goes. So what he should have done, which is something he didn't do, is just do a little bit of research, do a little bit of Googling, because he, he, didn't, he went to the first wedding dress shop yeah. possible and it was an expensive wedding dress show. We didn't do any Googling. We saw one. And then it, just because he was on a bus or uh, something. Did you, did you see the phone he was using? No, what was the phone he was I using? I mean, it was an old... It's like a proper old Motorola. Really? I mean, it was even 2000, old for 2007? 2007. I mean, it was right. like a 1997 phone. Right. Nokia like, you know, 3210. Ten, ten, years, 10 years out of date. <laughs> um, you know, in one of those really crappy leather plastic fronted like yeah. cases that you used to have. But like, he... Obviously, has not no... judging anyone for having an old phone. By the way, if you've got an old phone, you've got an old phone. But... Old phone's cool. Um, he has no experience in organising anything. It seems he couldn't organise his own face. He, he couldn't, he, and he has the ability to take any situation and just make it blow up in his face. Yeah. Um, so when he went to get the wedding, uh, so the, the wedding dress, he had no idea how much wedding dresses cost. He yeah, but he also had no idea what his actual fiance liked. Yeah, or her size. How how is it in fifteen <laughs> months of prep to a wedding? Yeah. He had, and, and let's be frank about it, right? They would have signed that contract on camera. They did it, for, obviously, to film-wise. Yeah. But they would have f- probably signed that a few days before they officially separated off. Because that would have been done long before. Because in order for them to have get, you know, to get the whole thing in motion, yeah. that paperwork would have been signed long before the yeah. show has even begun to be filmed. Maybe even six months before. Yeah. So. The next day, or even that afternoon on the journey home, I would have been right. First things first. I need your dress size. I need your bust size. 
I need your shoe size. Yeah. All right. I want to know exactly what you want from this, that, this, that, 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 this, this, this. Right. It could be the list. Tell me exactly what you want and then I'll interpret it, obviously. Yeah. And do my best. So the producers it's like he may have intervened it, it's here like and he said, didn't don't ask. discuss it. But like, but how did they not discuss it before yeah, they applied for the show? No, it's weird. Well, the, the real, by the way, by the way, I still love this show. Spoiler alert! Oh yeah, 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 I yeah. love this show, but I just don't understand how any people go on well, it. He did have help, didn't he? They his got best mate. his best mate, who is in the dark as much as him. Is a he, kitchen fitter. Yeah, he knows loads about weddings. Nothing. But the, the funny thing was, like, when they went to get lingerie for the wedding night or whatever. He was like, I don't know what size she is. And his best mate is like, she's a 34 double D. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hang on. Hang on a second. Hang on, hang on a second. What, what's is, going is, on? Is anyone else thinking Dear John here? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a Dear John scenario. Oh, dear. Um, but uh. yeah. So, I mean, he obviously tried his best. But then, and the other funny thing is he had help from the bridesmaids as well. Because he had to pick the bridesmaids dress. They found, they found some really nice dresses that they, they liked. They and liked. he was like, Nah, let's try this one that none of you like <laughs> because I don't want to upstage my wife. She'll get moody. And okay. what is going on okay, here? I, I need you to give me your summary of right. Sam. I need you to tell me okay. what, what kind of person you think Sam is mm-hmm. and whether or not you like Sam. How, no, how you feel about Sam. I, he's a type of person where I'm almost pitiful for him. He's a nice guy. Genu- gen- I like guys who were like very loyal to their wives. You can tell he would he would run over, he'd run in front of a bullet for her. Yeah. Cool, good guy. He has no ability to organise anything. He's a nurse. It makes me worried with the fact he has people's lives in his hands, potentially, but he has no organisational skills. He he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't have the basic knowledge to do anything. Um, and that worried me quite a lot. But I also knew that this was a TV show, and they obviously picked him for that exact reason because yeah. it'll be good TV. He's trying to do the best, but he he does what a lot of people do where they're not confident. He second guesses himself. He doesn't just second guess himself; he fifth guesses himself. Yeah, and it's like, mate, you go with your go with your gut. You know what she wants. Trust yourself. She wants two dresses. Get her two dresses, and like. I think he tries his best. But yeah, so, so on the two dress front, right? So they, so, and going back to the comment you made earlier about them meeting up. Yeah. So they do actually meet because she has a proper meltdown, okay? She sends loads, a few of times. Te- te- loads of texts to him and he doesn't reply because he's trying to follow the rules of the show in that yeah. you know, there should be no contact. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be fine. Anyway, he, he puts her at ease a little bit by going to visit her um, up north somewhere and take some flowers. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, I'm not going to talk about the wedding. But I'll come and see you so we can just at least see each other yeah. and have, uh, you know, at least an evening together and, and chill out and hopefully allay a little bit of the fear. She makes a comment about, you know, well, as long as I've got two dresses. I'm like, mate, that is literally spelled out for you. Go and buy her a second dress. <laughs> but he knew that from day one. He knew that from yeah, the start. He did. That's the and one he, thing he And he, he still knew. didn't think about it and go, I'll buy two dresses then. The, it's, I, Idiot. Yeah, it's an idiot move. If that's the one thing she wants, she needs to get He's a div, but he tries. Yeah. He does try. He he needs to work out the budget a little bit better, I I guess. He just guessed everything. Yeah. But, like, he did a lot of things to to try and and get within budget. So he made their own invites, which weren't terrible. They looked all all right. She was a bit mean about that. Yeah. Now, they were crap looking. Let's be honest. He tried. He's a nurse. He's a nurse, not an art and crafts expert. Yeah. But he tried. He tried. And he was doing it on a budget. Yeah. And... He was, you know... He got the point across. And, and he, does what, he does what a majority of guys do. He didn't think about making the invite look like how the theme of the wedding would be. Yeah. He just made some invites. Yeah, yeah. They didn't put the two and two together like she would have done. Yeah. Uh, but she does make a comment about that at the very end, which I won't spoil. I'll leave for now. But it's not just the fact that the, the budget was quite tight. It was also the fact the time was quite tight. He had a very small four amount weeks. of time. Yeah, that's not a lot to organise a wedding. But How he found a venue in for four weeks' time. And it was a good venue as well. Yeah, it was but lovely. They said to him he wanted, well, because of the budget, he wanted a barbecue. And his, even his best mate could, could think, said to him... Nah, mate, people want a sit-down meal. Yeah, people are expecting a sit-down meal, which you'd get with any wedding. But he's like the type of person to just... He doesn't really think like that. He's not putting himself in her shoes. Yeah. Um, well, literally, actually, because like he had issues with the shoes. He just thought they would cost 50 quid. No, mate, those shoes are going to cost be really expensive. Yeah, you're the, doing 200 quid on shoes, mate. Yeah. Don't face it. But the one thing that I thought was really unusual, but mm. it all kind of turned out all right, was he wanted bottles of absinthe on the tables. 
But instead of having absinthe in it, it would just be ink, green ink in water and an absinthe label he printed off the internet. But do you know what? They didn't look that bad. No, <laughs> it, it was only a quick glimpse, but they didn't look terrible. Yeah, he like burnt the edges with a lighter and stuff. I was like, um, this man should not be trusted with fire. Yeah. Please, someone, cameraman, sound man, anyone, take the fire away from Sam. Yeah. Fireman Sam, he is not. And the dress he picked, the wedding dress he picked for her, she did not like. Oh, no. That was... Um, well, it, so, so there was a moment actually as well. Is it back to um, sort of Ruth Jones's contributions in the show as a narrator, kind of gluing the whole thing together? Um, they do a lot of interspersed shots whilst they're following Sam around, doing all the prep and all the organising. They do occasionally catch up with the bride, Katie, yeah. and um, kind of get her reaction to certain things. So obviously, they feed her certain information of not what's going on, but. You know, they ask you questions like, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the, the venue's concerned, what sort of thing would you be looking for? And then they obviously then show you what her response is. You know, <laughs> I'd like something sort of very, think very sort of 16th century, um, you know, royal, sort of quite Baroque looking. Um, that's the kind of thing I've always dreamed of having. And admittedly, he finds a venue that's that, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does that one. He ticks that one off the list. But she rattles off this list of stuff and and she sort of acknowledges that she's very demanding. Yeah but doesn't care that, or even acknowledge that while she's demanding, she knows she has to make compromise because the budget is so low. And then at the very tail end of that little um, cutaway to Katie, and they transition back to Sam, Mm -hmm. Ruth Jones just inserts one line, which is the absolute antithesis of narration in shows like this. (laughs) And she says, with the utmost cussing of uh, tones in a beautiful Welsh accent back in the real world. (laughs) And I just thought, do you know what, Ruth? You have absolutely nailed this whole episode. She is great. In one line. And, And being that she's a writer as well, I know full well, she would have sat there and said to the team, she went, I've got the next link, by the way. Yeah. Just leave it. Five words. She's the voice of the audience. Five words is all I need. Yeah. She's saying what the audience are thinking. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, So it's a wonderful little moment. There's an absolute meltdown over the dress. But, but there is a little saving grace in that. Uh Um, There is a, there is a, there's a, there's a beam of light shed down from the heavens. Yeah, but. Why is that allowed? But it's not Sam. Yeah, why yeah. is that allowed? I know. There's a. They found a loophole. That's what it is. The loophole was took Sam's dress and was like, "Nah, I'll have this other dress." It's like, hang yeah, on, she, you picked she your properly own? throws a massive hissy over it, yeah. and the dressmaker and shop owner helps her out by loaning her another dress. But it, you know, but to be clear, he has to buy that dress because it's been altered to Katie. So that dress is theirs. Yeah. He's spent that money. That's gone. He can't get that money back. Um, but whether or not that, that saviour, that loophole in the system has saved the day, <laughs> I will let you find yeah. out. And I, and I please, you know, whilst I said it right back at the start when I introduced the show, don't judge me for it until you've seen it, until yeah. you've heard us talk about it at mm-hmm. least. This is so much better than the surface value of the show might suggest. Yeah. I promise you that much. A friend of mine um, asked me if I'd ever watched it, and I was like, no, why the hell would I watch such a... Which is what I thought as well. (laughs) Why would I watch such horrible, horrible television ruining my eyes and my brain Mm -hmm. when I could be doing anything more unproductive with my time, like, you know, watching paint dry? Yeah. But you know what? The very reason I brought it to the podcast is because I sat and watched an episode a week or two ago. I'm glad I watched it. Do you know what? (laughs) This is amazing. It is... Pure car crash television. Yeah, nothing, nothing more, yeah. nothing less. It's one of the rare occasions where something's more entertaining the worse it gets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The worse it and is. And I'll be honest with you, this doesn't. I mean, this is a this is a great episode. It really but, is, but it's it. not as good as the Scottish man who gets wed in a cave. <laughs> Whoa! In the latest series, really. And okay. um, spoiler alert: the mother-in-law does not turn up. Whoa. Yeah. What? Anyway, that episode is amazing. <laughs> like, full on. Full on. Like, he gets married on a cable. Yeah. Like, a, a, like a um, suspension cable. Yeah. Bridge. Mm-hmm. In a cave. <laughs> in the Highlands. I mean, this thing is absolutely outrageous. I mean, banana. She, she's in a dress. Yeah. And boots. Okay. Uh, this is, by the way, not the pilot episode, but I'm just like... On the, this show... The, the tone of the episode one, the pilot episode, sets perfectly. 
but I promise you it gets better. <laughs> I've, got, I've got two questions for Go. you. First question is, did you ever watch the TV show? I think it's called My New Best Friend. No, heard of it. Where it's about a comedian, I can't remember what the guy's called, and every episode, it's like a reality TV show. He inserts himself into someone's life, and as long as that person's parents, partner, friends, don't figure out, don't figure out that this person is an actor then they win a bunch of money. Right. So obviously... The, I love this already. Yeah, the, the comedian, he does everything he can to like mess up this person's life. Like <laughs> he, walk, he goes into a room, just says something really inappropriate and all his friends are like, who is this? Who's your new mate? What's, what's going on here? And, and like they're trying to be kind and stuff. And the premise is like, they say it's a TV show about something else. And, but there's this guy and it's how long does it take for them to figure out that this person it's isn't a real friend? Yeah, it is great. We should do that at some point. Right. It reminded me of this in, in certain ways and, in the way that some of the kind of like external people, like the bridesmaids, reacted. Like one yeah. of them started crying. Um, my second question is, if you were on this show, mm-hmm. they gave you 12 grand. Yeah, I would say no. I'd walk away. Really? Yeah, absolutely. A heartbeat. You could do it for 12 No. 14 grand, actually. No, in, a heart, you could in a heartbeat, walk away. And, yeah. I know, and I'd walk away on the basis, not the money. They could offer me 40 grand yeah. and I'd still walk away because... Why? You wouldn't want it on TV. No, nothing to do... Well, yes, there is actually that. I yeah. wouldn't actually want to share that day because that's, that's a private day in my book from, from you, you know, for, for me and, and my other half. Yeah. But also, my other half is very particular with things. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, like... You know, perfect perfect for the yeah, show, then. No, she is. She's actually, I mean, as far as on paper, she's perfect for the show, right? <laughs> but but, but was, you could organise it. I, I feel like you I could, could organise no, it. No, yeah. I could, and I would do an okay job, but I would definitely mess up very key important parts of the wedding day. No, I don't think I, you would. I, no, I would. I, and I'm not being hard on myself deliberately. I just know how specific my other half can be okay. with certain things. You know, really, I mean, we've been together nearly 10 years. Mm-hmm. I know her really well, but there's some things I just cannot get right because she's so specific if yeah. she doesn't like something it's not like she sort of doesn't yeah i'm not that keen on it yeah she yeah. just hates it it's mm. like a love or hate she's so black or white with it yeah if it's wrong it's wrong and therefore i wouldn't risk messing it up yeah i guess that's the beauty so, of the so, show. I, so i would just be honest about it and say look whilst it'd be lovely for having someone else paid for it i'm not going to do it to us but or myself because i'll be, probably end up in a mental institution but you'd be smart enough to be like okay we're on the show just tell me everything. Everything. You want. I want you to write it down yeah. on a secret document yeah. behind it under the sofa. Specifically, tell me what you would pick not them out. like. Pick yeah. them out. Pick everything out you want, and yeah. I'll make that happen. Yeah. And then on the show, I'll pretend I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But then you come out with the perfect. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. That, I mean, if if <laughs> if it was the case of doing that, yeah. I mean, maybe that's what I'll do tonight. You know, I'll go and sit down. And say <laughs> you need to, to have that conversation. Say, to and say, look, how about you scribble everything down you want? Yeah. Right. Doesn't matter the cost. Whatever the money. Right. I'll, I'll hide that document away. Yeah. We'll sign up. We'll get Channel Four to pay for it, right? I'll if I it doesn't matter how I have to make it happen. I'll, if I swindle it yeah. or steal it, right? We'll make it happen for the money they give us. Yeah, and we could have like, and I'll make it. I'll make out. I'll do basically. I'll do what the other show is. I'll act like I have no idea what I'm doing, yeah, 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 yeah. bumbling through it. Right, get to the end of the day. Get to the day itself. Yeah. It'd be amazing. The it's, missus will be absolutely. In, she'll be in, oh, over the moon. She'll yeah. be overjoyed. I'd be like, look at me, nailing it, to, left, to, right and centre. To trick the producers, though, you've got to agree on one thing that you have to get wrong on purpose. Like she, yeah, she, she'll be, she'll be like, whatever, I do not want pineapples. Like, whatever I do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll deliberately like, pick something. I think something. she wants pineapples. We'll, we'll deliberately yeah. pick something that's really against the grain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like we'll turn up on tricycles or something. Yeah, yeah, like a SpongeBob themed wedding or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's got to wear a bright yellow dress. Um, um, yeah, yeah, no, I, that's a good idea. I might actually do that later tonight. Just in case. Just plan it. You never know. You know it, they might have upped the budget by now. I don't know. I reckon they probably... Probably a little bit. 15 maybe. Maybe yeah, maybe. 15. But they shouldn't give too much because if, I think the more money you the have... The challenge is trying to do it within the budget yeah. as well. Not challenge Annika where they've got a limited budget. That's true. They have to beg, steal That's or borrow. Um, anyway, look, you can yeah. watch every single episode of Don't Tell the Bride, all the series of it on uh, all four. Yeah, brilliant. Um, even episode one, which we've watched, uh, is actually available to watch on there now. You just have to sign up with an email address. So it's and all free. the in-betweeners are there as well. Like it kept oh. Adverts kept popping up for that. Yeah, absolutely. So awesome stuff there. Um, right, okay, let's do it. Let's just go through the commandments of these two shows and put them into our... League table, which, by the way, if you haven't caught up on uh, before or recently, uh, you'll catch the top 50 in, uh, in the description of last week's episode. Yes. So take 120, which was Dexter's Laboratory against C-Lab 2021. Uh, underneath the description of the episode is the top 50 shows. Or should we, oh, do you want to add the whole lot? 
Yeah, let's add the whole lot. Fine. Yeah. We'll edit it. We'll put the entire list, all 230-something shows so we've done. So you can see at the bottom as well, which is Snatch. Big Bang Theory. Big though. Bang Theory and then Snatch. Yeah, yeah. All of them will be up there, all 200 plus. Um, and also in that will be Dear John and Don't Tell the Bride. But where are they going to go? Uh, Dear John, your choice. How many out of 10 do you want to give it? Or do you want to give it 11? You've got one 11 to play, mate. Well, we should get, should we go down the... Um... Oh, yeah, Commandments will be going to start. Do we watch episode two? 100%. Absolutely, I do. Uh, well, For I do both what, of them, Do what I'll do. Yeah. I'll watch the UK version first. Yes. Then I'll watch episode two. Yeah, yeah, do. Uh, <laughs> does it have a memorable theme tune? Dear John, definitely. For sure. And it sings the theme name, yeah. uh, the, uh, the show name. It's good. Bonus point. <laughs> does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Yeah. The new journey is he's recently separated, yeah. recently divorced. Uh, would you pause for a pee? I would for this, actually, because I think the jokes come thick and fast and... Um, yeah, it's only 25 minutes, but I think you'd still want to pause it because you don't want to miss little yeah. details. Because there's lots of little quips that you don't want to miss out and yeah. then you want to enjoy them all. So, yes. Do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate, with one or more of the characters? Yeah, very emotionally connected to... All of them? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, all of them. A lot of love, a lot of love and feeling for a lot of them. And yeah. yeah, so absolutely. absolutely. Would you recommend it? In 100%, a heartbeat. yep. Is there a mic drop? It's not a real mic drop. I think there's just a series of funny things that happen um, that's quite surprising, like the, the woman saying about her weird sexual proclivities. Is that a name? Word? Yeah, that's a, that's a great, yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> First time I've said that Excellent execution of the phrase. Um, is it, uh, yeah, so there's not really a mic drop as such, no. but does it divide expectations? Hugely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hugely so. Um, even the American one, which should have been a terrible version, yeah. Because occasionally they do. Sorry, guys, you do. Um, but they haven't on this occasion. It's really good. Yeah. Has it aged well? I think I think it has. Yeah. I mean, obviously, now it would be like a, a, a dating app or something. It wouldn't be a physical, like, one-to-one group, maybe. Or maybe it would be. You could probably remake this with a dating, like, yeah. a, like, a, like a speed dating style. Well, you get a lot of, like, um, on, like, meetup.com. You probably get divorcees yes. and stuff, meeting up and Good stuff. Shout. Uh, I mean, is, is the hype real? I'm not really sure how this works. The wording on that one doesn't always work with the older shows. Well, but... well, how, well do people talk about it? And, and is it real? Yeah. I don't think people talk about this at all anymore. They really, really should. should. So the hype, there is no hype. So, no. But there but should how, be. How high do you score it? I think for me, this is all, this is a, this is a biggie for me, I think. Nine... He's thinking about a point five here as well. I'm thinking, I really I can like see it. it in his eyes. I want to give on. it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine. You sure? I, I like it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But there is there's a couple of episodes further on that is slightly better. But this is all. This is slightly better. Almost a perfect pilot. It's almost there for a perfect pilot for me. Um, and if I if I'm going to suggest a pilot for someone to watch, besides the obvious Lost and all that. I would say, watch the pie for Dear John, man. Yeah. That's it's so funny, so good. Well, to prove that your point is valid, yeah. I'm giving it a nine. Nice. 18 out of 20. 18. Is a, such a strong score. That yeah. means it's well in the top 50. Good, good. We'll find out exactly where it is in a minute. I'll okay. pop that in there shortly. Yeah. Uh, but Don't Tell the Bride, a show which I think, it, I mean, the one commandment is, does it defy expectations? Yeah, it does. On a huge scale. It like does. two or three points worth of scale, <laughs> I think you'll find. Um, so this is going to be good. Do you want to watch episode two? Yeah, I do actually. But it's also slash the, another episode. Yeah, it's the kind of show you can have one in the background, just dip in and out while you're doing something else, and it'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Does it have a memorable theme tune? No. Massive letdown on that front. <laughs> no. So it's okay. Does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Every week it will do. Yeah, every episode will do the same, uh, and I think this is a perfect couple to pick to start yeah. show with as well. Um, would you pause for a pee? No, because it's a Channel 4 show and there's adverts every 15 minutes. So yeah. I don't think you need it's to. It's our show though, isn't it? And I don't know if you'd necessarily feel the need to yeah, if, if it was so. uninterrupted. Yeah. Do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate, with one or more of the characters? Do you know who I felt for in this, ca- in this episode? The shop dress owner, the dry- dress shop owner, <laughs> who was basically having a whole business ripped apart by this horrible woman who had... Uh, wasn't no. her fault, mate. That your your husband to be picked it. Don't I, have a go at the dress shop maker. I bet you her shop got lots of business after I this. I bet it though. did, though. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, would you recommend it? I would. Show? Re- yeah, I'd Not recommend the dress it. shop. <laughs> I would recommend the show and the dress shop, um, just for something that's unexpectedly entertaining. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, is there a mic drop? Well, I think there is. Well, yeah, a minor one, but I think there's a there's a mild mic drop, I, and it's a part. In, it's in the. 
it's in the tail end of the episode that we haven't really spoken about on purpose. But I, I want to put an argument for there's being a mild mic drop. Okay. Someone's dropped, it's on the table. It's been dropped on the table, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the floor. Yeah, not, not from a great um, does, yeah. it, does it defy expectations massively? I think so, yeah. Has it aged well? Yeah, I think you can have this... I mean, a wedding's a wedding, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's eternal. You, you can, in 20 years' time, it'll be exactly the same. Yeah, I think the price of things will probably go up a little bit, so you'll yeah. be able to tell its age from that in due yeah. course. But still, I think it's done all right. And it's the hype reel. Do people talk about it? It's so, still being made today, yeah, mate. Yeah, so, people yes, still talk about it. Yeah, clearly, yeah. people are talking about wow, it's it. It's a long-running show, isn't it? Yeah, 12 years. That's mad, isn't it? Is this all Ruth Jones? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I think so. It's an easy job um, for her, isn't it? Yeah. So out of 10, what do we give Don't Tell the Bride? It's missing a couple of the key features to a pilot episode, but yeah. generally speaking, very, very good. I'm going to say a seven. I'm going to match you exactly with a seven. It's good. It's a good show. Um, but I think it's one of those ones where there's a, I reckon there'll be a slightly limited audience for this. I don't think everyone's going to watch it. No. Nope. It might not be the cup of tea. And not everyone's even going to believe what we've just said for the last yeah. 20 minutes or so on it. So, But I was right. definitely entertained. Important then. Uh, number uh, John goes in at 18s. So they go to the bottom of the 18s in okay. our list. Okay. And I'll, we'll work our way up and we'll find out where it fits. So the bottom show of 18 points is Dawson's Creek. Is it better than that? Yes. Yes, it is. Is it better than Halt and Catch Fire? Yeah, I yes, think it so. is. Is it better than Cobra Kai? I think it is. I don't think it is. Do you not? No. What's above Cobra Kai? Incredible Hulk. For me, it's under Cobra Kai. Really? Yeah, for me, it is. Why? I think Cobra Kai came out of nowhere. It had very little... It was the underdog. Okay, so my argument is Cobra Kai only works because of previous shows, because it's a sort of follow-on from. So Good argument. Good so argument. Dear John, completely fresh, and it works in both English and American. Good point. Okay, can I'll I, give can you I, Can I have that just to put it above yeah. Cobra Kai? I'm happy not to put it above Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so no dear, that's a good argument there, yeah. Dear John, just... And, it, and it's fractionally above Cobra Kai. Let's yeah. be honest, they're both on 18. Yeah. It's just trying to find that difference between them. So their top 50 are in order of preference. So who gets knocked out of the top um, 50? Just working my way down there. Oh, Derek. Oh. Derek's knocked out Derek of the top 50. Derek goes into 51st place. I can live with that. The max is now 50th. Oh, no. Oh, sorry, mate. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, it's just the it's way teetering it is. on the edge. It's just, it's just the way it is. He's got to get a minimum of 17 to even have consideration for top 50 now. Wow, 17.5 makes you safe for a while. Okay. Um, but 18 is a very, very good score indeed. There's not much above it. Just a quick re- recap on 18s because we haven't been here for a while. Yeah. Above Dear John, then The Incredible Hulk, then Dungeons and Dragons. Above that, Mr. Bean. Above that, Robotech. Above that, Battlestar Galactica, the three-hour epic. Um, above that, Westworld. Above wow. that, a show which is nearly finished, The Good Place. Yeah. Loving The Good Place, by the way. Made a gif of it earlier, actually. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> uh, above that, The Walking Dead. And then we're into 18.5s. Wow. And there's not many then from there up to the top of the league table. So, dear John, dear John's near the top 20, mate. I think it deserves to be. One, two, three, four, five, good. six, seven, eight, nine, honestly, ten, eleven, twelve. I can't 12, stress 13, enough 14, how good 16, the pilot for Dear John is. It's very, 22. Very good. It's 22nd. I have 230 plus shows. Yeah, top 10%. Brilliant. That's, that's good, isn't it? That is good. <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, that is Dear John versus Don't Tell the Bride. Another two shows done. Um, shall we do Ooh. something next week for a laugh? I think it's your choice first, isn't okay. it? Okay. I've learned this week that I, uh, with my brand new iPhone, yeah. uh, I got a year subscription to Apple Plus TV subscription. Hang on, how? I don't know. You just get it? What? Apparently, because I bought a new iPhone, they gifted me 12 months access to Apple TV. Do I? Uh... The, the, pl- the new streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was launched the same time as Disney Plus, right? So the 12th. Yeah, because Disney Plus was launched yesterday, I think. Yeah, we're recording this on the 13th. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yesterday. So, Disney Plus and Apple TV was linked. Are they the same day? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, we can't get Disney Plus in the UK. No, we so can't. Until March, March the 31st, by the way, Disney. Basically April. I mean, come on. So <laughs> Come on. Okay, so there's, there are a couple of shows actually doing um, 
quite good things, socially speaking, uh, on the Apple streaming. I've seen some of the lineup. They've got the Jason Momoa one, haven't they? Well, that's one I was going to think about okay. doing. So that's called C. C. Just S-E- S-E-E. S-E-E, okay. An epic post-apocalyptic drama where the world has been wiped out by a virus. That sounds good. And there's another one on here, Dickinson. Comedy. Hayley Steinfeld? I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I think she's... Yes, it is. Edge of 17. Oh, yeah. Um, and and she Jane Krakowski as well from 30 Rock. Nice. Oh, cool. Comedy about the life of famous American poet Emily Dickinson. Oh, man. That'll be good. Comedic look into Dickinson's world, exploring the constraints of society, gender and family from the perspective of a budding writer who doesn't fit in her own timeline. I don't mind doing that one if you Should want to do... we just do the two of those yeah, against yeah, each yeah. other? Okay, cool. Well, now I have to see if I've It'd got It'll be the Apple. first two shows we've obviously done because it's yeah. only just been launched. Okay. Both Apple... Um, you know, originals. Was it called it Apple TV or Apple Plus? Or? I don't even know. Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. Okay, and Disney Plus. And then Disney Plus is coming to us in the yeah, new year. So okay. when we get there, we'll do things like The Mandalorian, which yeah. I cannot wait to see. Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm going to have to wait. But there we are. Um, so there we go. We'll do those two next week on take 122. One, two, two. Um, but if you want to suggest any shows, if there's something new you've just started watching, maybe you've found something from yesteryear that you're, you're loving as much as Dear John yeah. or Reginald Perrin, as we spoke about a few weeks ago. Cartoons are very welcome. Oh, yeah. American shows, British shows. And also... Anime if, from Japan. If you're from America and you do have uh, Disney+, Plus and you want us to lo- loan us your login, we can just VPN just, it. Yeah, just for the fact that we want yeah. to watch The Mandalorian. You can change, you can change the password after. I'm sure, I'm sure we can get in trouble for asking, but sod it. If we don't ask, you don't get. Um, easier to seek forgiveness than is permission sometimes. That's true, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure Disney see it that way. No, I don't think that. I feel like Absolutely ever. Mickey Mouse um, Corporation. So, hey... <laughs> Uh, where are you on Twitter if people have got suggestions to send you, Jed? You can find me on Twitter, being goofy, um, <laughs> at Jed Shepard, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I'm on Twitter at The Jellyman. That's T-H-E-E, Jellyman. So feel free to tweet us your suggestions. If it is a suggestion, put hashtag put it on the list. Makes it a bit easier for us to find. Uh, Happy to discuss any of the episodes you've uh, listened to or any shows you watch. If you've got some thoughts on it, you just want to gander about it on Twitter. Yeah. Tweet us away. Always happy to talk about TV. You know, we're we're, we're not these people to start arguments and things like that. We can't be asked with that. Um, If he wants to sing the Dear John theme song, anytime, day or night, three in the morning, call up Rob. Yeah, do it. I'm awake. (laughs) I'm genuinely awake, so not a problem for me. And I'll take over when you go to sleep. Okay, lovely. Uh, So next week, C versus Dickinson on Apple TV Plus. Um, We'll see you then, I guess. And that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Uh, Here it goes. (laughs) 